Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. There's some requests for dua. Uh, Brother Muhammad Mu'mini uh, in Arlington, one of our uh, Dallas residents, he's in ICU in very critical condition. Uh, and uh, Sister Naseem uh, Begum, she's also uh, sick now. They're requesting for dua. Allahumma rabban nasi adhibil ba'si anta shafi la shifa la shifa'uka shifa'a la yugadulu saqama. And also, uh, Brother Muhammad Hassan, one of our uh, local Muslim here, uh, his wife's sister passed away in Bangladesh. Sister Sayyida, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Allahumma fill laha wa rahamha wa afiha wa afu anha wa akim nuzulaha wa wasi'am udkhalaha wa asilha bil ma'i wa thalji wal barad wa naqiha min al-dhunub bil khutaya kama yinaqa al-thaw wal abyadu min al-danas. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون أما بعد 
Dear Muslims, Alhamdulillah, thumma Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah Azza wa Jal that He has allowed us the opportunity to witness another month of Ramadan. And subhanAllah, we barely began the month and here we are, already half of the month gone. And before you know it, in the twinkling of an eye, this month too would have passed. Subhanallah, brothers and sisters, I remember vividly standing right here one year ago saying to you that we thank Allah for Ramadan. We do not know whose Ramadan will be our last Ramadan. And I said on this very podium, there will be people that are sitting here now that will not be sitting here next year. I remember saying this one year ago, and I can mention from the top of my head half a dozen of our own Musalleen, our own people. Some of them would pray regularly Fajr here. Our own brothers and sisters who are no longer amongst us. This is the sunnat Allahi fi khalqihi. Life is not something that is guaranteed. No one can predict life. But one thing we can predict for sure is the certainty of death. Every one of us has an end. We just don't know when it is. So brothers and sisters, as this half of the month has passed in the twinkling of an eye, we know the next half month will also pass. I say to you frankly, if you have fallen short in these first 15 days, so be it. But it is the end race that is the most important. If you have fallen short in these first 15 days, do not give up hope. There is still chance and opportunity. I say to you, some of you perhaps have not yet even opened the Quran. Okay, so be it. That was in the past. Do not let your deficiencies of yesterday dictate your, your future for tomorrow. Do not let your shortcomings of yesterday have an influence on what you are potentially capable of doing tomorrow. Dear Muslims, this is the month of Siyam, the month of the Quran, the month of fasting, the month of Taqwa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala legislated Siyam so that we can attain Taqwa, God consciousness. So the purpose of Siyam, the purpose of Ramadan is to attain consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And look, at how many ways this month has facilitated for us to attain Allah's consciousness. This entire month is structured for us to attain taqwa with ease. First and foremost of the ways Siyam attains taqwa, of the ways that fasting allows us to become conscious of Allah, is that fasting trains our sincerity. And taqwa and sincerity are linked together. And fasting is based upon sincerity. Fasting is the only action of worship that you cannot show off. You can't because everybody knows you can break your fast in privacy. Everybody knows that the only one monitoring you is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can break your fast and your spouse doesn't even know about it. So fasting is the one act that there is no showing off. And everybody knows this. So when you fast, you are automatically training your sincerity, your ikhlas. And the religion is based upon ikhlas. Our ajr is based upon our ikhlas. So when we fast, we are training our sincerity. This is of the ways that taqwa is inculcated in Ramadan. Of the ways that taqwa is brought about in Ramadan is that Ramadan and fasting trains us in the art of sabr or patience. Sabr or patience. Because sabr is to not act. Sabr is to keep things in check. And in Ramadan, we train our sabr. We're going to the daily gym of Ramadan and we're training this concept of sabr. Because sabr means 
to withhold. And we are withholding from ourselves and our bodies the most important requirements of food and water. We're learning the art of patience. And so every single day, we're showing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we're also showing ourselves, if Allah doesn't want me to do something, I have the willpower to not do it. Brothers, sisters, if we can give up food and water in these months that are so close to the summer, if we can spend 16 hours a day abstaining from food and water, then surely we can abstain from the haram when Ramadan is over. So we're showing ourselves that we have, alhamdulillah, the willpower and iman. And that's the art of sabr. Of the ways that Ramadan and siyam inculcates taqwa is in fasting, we are told to control our anger and to have better akhlaq. If somebody says something nasty, if somebody tries to have an argument, we're supposed to remind ourselves, inni sa'im, inni sa'im. So in the month of Ramadan, our manners are perfected. And indeed, a manner of a Muslim, the mannerisms of the Muslim is one of the main criterion of taqwa. You cannot have taqwa with bad manners. The heaviest matter in the scales on the day of judgment will be our akhlaq. Ramadan is the gym of training our akhlaq. We train how we interact with people. We train controlling our ghibah, our namima. We control our eyes. We control our harsh words. Our manners go better. And so taqwa is inculcated via siyam. Of the ways that fasting helps us attain the reality of taqwa is that fasting brings about a heightened sense of consciousness that Allah is watching. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. We are aware that Allah azza wa jal is observing us. And that is the essence of the highest category of Islam. Remember, Islam is three categories. Islam, Iman, and Ihsan. And the def definition of Ihsan is that you are constantly aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching you. That is the height of Iman. That you're aware that Allah is constantly watching. There is no deed that helps us to this goal better than fasting. The only reason we're fasting, we're aware Allah is watching. The only reason we're being better in Ramadan, we're aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. And therefore, of the ways that fasting helps us to attain taqwa, is that it inculcates in us the consciousness of Allah, the awareness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching us. And this is one of the most powerful mechanisms of attaining taqwa. Of the ways that Ramadan helps us attain taqwa as well, is that every one of us, we try our best to minimize our sins. Alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah, this month brings about the best in every Muslim around the globe. There are people that are so far from the deen. There are people that are doing major, major sins. And even in this month, they cannot get fully correct. But at least in this month, they give up some of their major sins. How many are those that are addicted to alcohol? May Allah forgive them and guide them and help all of us in all of our problems. How many are addicted to drugs? And yet when this month comes, subhanAllah, something stirs within them. And even though they're addicts for the rest of the year, in this month, something is going to stir and they say, oh, it's Ramadan, I can't do it. And so subhanAllah, yes, we thank Allah that the drug addicts give up his addiction in this month. We thank Allah, the alcoholic, for the rest of the year, at least he has enough iman that in this month he can overcome that addiction. But then we say to this brother, this sister that is struggling, Wallahi, we are grateful for the sake of Allah you've done this. But the one who has given you the power to do this in this month, 
is the same one who can give you the power to do it after this month. This month has demonstrated you don't need alcohol, you don't need drugs, you don't need these evil addictions. You've shown it to Allah, you've shown it to yourself. This is the essence of taqwa. A muttaqi does not commit these types of sins. And therefore, in this month, we raise the bar. In this month, every one of us is giving up some of the sins we used to do. And that is once again training us in the training grounds of taqwa. Of the me mechanisms and methodologies of how Ramadan helps us attain taqwa is that Ramadan is the month of the Quran. And the Quran is the primary source of increasing our taqwa and attaining taqwa and learning about taqwa. There is no taqwa without reciting the Quran. And every one of us increases our association with the Quran. As I said, maybe some of us, maybe, are not able to recite the full Quran in this month. But every one of us is listening to its recitation more. Every one of us has more of a relationship during this month. And once again, this leads us to the reality of taqwa. Of the ways that the month of Ramadan increases our taqwa is that this month it introduces us once again to the concept of the ummah. It introduces us to this reality that I'm not alone. This religion is not just about me, myself, and I. No, there are large groups of people. Alhamdulillah, we share the same faith, and we share the same connection, and we face the same qibla, and we worship the same God. And so, masjid attendance goes up, and our association with our fellow Muslims increases. And we see, mashallah, tabarakallah, a thriving ummah, even in the farthest lands, across the globe, global, alhamdulillah, we thank Allah that the masajid across the the globe are packed to capacity wallahi i say this we should be proud brothers and sisters that every single masjid on earth falls short of the musalleen in the month of ramadan we thank allah we have parking problems wallahi we thank allah when faith communities around this country are empty when faith communities don't know how to attract people to their faith centers you go and you will find it absolutely empty every day of the week maybe even most of their holy days they're not full to capacity and here we have the opposite problem here we have the problem every single community on earth from alaska all the way to zimbabwe across the the entire globe every masjid every night for two hours is packed to capacity alhamdulillah what a good problem to have the ummah is well alive alhamdulillah and ramadan introduces us so those those of us that might have been a little bit disconnected from the ummah those of us that are living somewhat aloof lives in this month we realize mashallah even here mashallah in dallas and plano so many thousands of miles away from the homelands of islam it's Islam is alive. Islam is flourishing. Iman can be palpably sensed even over here. Alhamdulillah. People come from across the country, especially to our masjid, Alhamdulillah, and they say, MashaAllah, this feels so much alive. I had a brother yesterday come from a faraway city and he goes, I haven't felt this way since I used to pray as a teenager in my land back home. I haven't felt this way. You know, seeing so many people, thousands coming. Well, Ramadan introduces us to this concept, reintroduces us. And a part of being a mu'min, a part of being a muttaqi is to be connected to the broader ummah. And alhamdulillah, Ramadan does this. Of the ways that Ramadan and Siyam and this entire month increases our taqwa is that we become more conscious of spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single day we have our fundraisers and appeals and every single day hundreds of thousands are given and this is the way it should be. Every day or every few days we should be giving charity and we should 
should diversify our charity. Our Prophet وسلم, as Anas ibn Malik said, was the most generous person and his generosity in Ramadan reached unconceivable bounds. You couldn't even describe his generosity. So in this month, we all give extra and especially many of us calculate our zakat in this month. So a quick reminder and a plug brothers and sisters that please give your zakat, especially in this month. It is an easy month to remember that this is when we give our zakat. So I have given lectures as well about the fiqh of zakat. You can listen to them, but give your zakat and give it during this month and make it something that is regular and not just the zakat, give charity, give as much as you can, especially in these last 10 nights that are coming up. So this is of the ways we will not attain taqwa until we give that for which we love. We will not attain taqwa until we are from the muhsineen, from those that are giving generously. And this is the month to do that. And therefore, once again, Ramadan plays in directly to the concept of taqwa. Of the ways that Ramadan increases our taqwa, of the ways that Ramadan increases our taqwa, is that it allows us to appreciate the blessings of Allah that we took for granted. One of the concepts of taqwa is shukr, is to be grateful. And Ramadan reminds us of the things that we take for granted. Simple things like our food, like our drink, simple things like our health. Ramadan causes us to be thankful to Allah. And that too is of the essence of taqwa. We can go on and on brothers and sisters, but I want to conclude the first khutbah on this point. And that is one of the most blessed results of Ramadan. One of the biggest blessings of Ramadan is the blessing of realizing how beautiful it is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To reintroduce us to the sweetness of Iman, to the ladha of the ibadah of Allah, of the dhikr of Allah. This is one of the main goals and primary functions of this month. Subhanallah, every one of us in this middle of the month now, you know, our bodies are taking their toll. We feel a sense of fatigue. It's true. We feel that sense now, even though we've managed to conquer it. And we know we have still the main stretch ahead of us. So the body is physically tired. And yet inside of us, the ruh, the soul, it feels a sense of accomplishment and a sense of achieving some nobility that all of the money in this world could not buy. The way that we feel when we break our fast, the sakina, the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of spiritual tranquility, the feeling of having done something worthwhile. We've done something that is genuinely good and pure and we're handing it over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's difficult. Our bodies are taking its toll. But inside of us, we feel a heightened sense of purpose. I've done something worthwhile, alhamdulillah. And not just that, we feel so much peace when we do this for the sake of Allah. We feel a sense of pleasure being servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dear Muslims, that pleasure that we feel, that ladha, that sweetness, our Prophet called it halawat al-iman, he called it, right? That iman has a sweetness. It's in the hadith, iman has a halawa. In Ramadan, every one of us tastes that halawa. We become addicted to it. And that's why, by the way, after Ramadan in two, three, four days, we feel, even though, yes, we're happy, we're eating and drinking, we feel something is missing. We feel not having that enjoyment anymore. Why is that? Because the halawa has been taken away. Well, has it? 
And that's the point here. It is true. We cannot maintain the level post-Ramadan that we had in Ramadan. But the goal, and I've said this every single year, the goal, dear Muslim, is that now that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has reintroduced you to the blessing of Iman, that after Ramadan, we maintain some connection that was stronger than pre-Ramadan. The goal is not to maintain the same. That's not possible. We cannot be as pious post-Ramadan as we are in Ramadan. But the goal is that in Ramadan, we've been raised by Allah. In Ramadan, we rise 10 ranks, 15 ranks, 100 ranks. Once Ramadan is over, we're going to come fluttering back down. Okay, but don't go down to where you began. If you rose 100 ranks in Ramadan, then try your best to have a notch. I'm going to go maybe 40, 50 down. I'm going to be 50% better. I'm going to put an extra amount. And that's the whole purpose of this month, dear Muslims. Every Ramadan is a training ground for taqwa. Every Ramadan is a reintroduction to the spiritual gym. Your, your ruh goes to the spiritual gym. Your ruh is working out like it never works out for the rest of the year. Once Ramadan is over, your ruh is far more powerful than it was at the beginning of the month. Okay, why would you waste that blessing Allah has given you? Now that your ruh is at a higher level, maintain a higher level post-Ramadan. Maintain some actions and routines that you did not do pre-Ramadan, do them post-Ramadan. Have a healthier spiritual lifestyle. You know the person that goes to the gym and he works out for months and years, then after that, once he's changed his whole shape and form, it's rare to find one of those people goes back to nothing because he knows the efforts that are put in and he doesn't want to waste those efforts. The same goes for the spiritual gymnasium of Ramadan. Allah has blessed us in this month to attain a level of taqwa that we do not have for the rest of the year. And alhamdulillah, we thank Allah for that. The point therefore, brothers and sisters, when Ramadan is over, we attain as much percentage of that taqwa as we can. Because, and here's the point, Ramadan, we have a finite quantity. How many more do we have? I don't know. How many more do I have destined in Allah's decree? I do not know. But we want every Ramadan to give us a boost. So that Ramadan becomes a stepping stone, a ladder on our journey to Allah. We want the rungs of our ladder of life's journey to be Ramadan. Every Ramadan, we come one step closer to Allah. That's the point, brothers and sisters. Understand, Ramadan is not meant to be a flat line. It's not meant to be just like a, a, a blip on the screen and go, goes back to normal. Ramadan is meant to be a stepping stone. It's meant to be a ladder that every Ramadan we rise higher and higher and higher and higher such that our best Ramadan of our whole lives should be our last Ramadan, such that the closest we ever are to Allah is the last Ramadan that we are on this earth because we are the closest to meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So from now, whether you're in your 15s or 25s or 35s, you're 70 or 80 years old, make it your goal. This Ramadan is going to be my best Ramadan. And then next Ramadan, you make it the same goal. And then if Allah blesses you with another Ramadan, you make it the same goal. Because that is the purpose of Ramadan. You make every Ramadan your best Ramadan because Ramadan is meant to be the training ground. Oh, you who believe fasting has been prescribed for you like it was prescribed for those before you so that you may attain taqwa. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all amongst the muttaqeen. May Allah azza wa bless me and you with and through the Quran and may he make us of those who is verses they understand and applies halal and haram throughout our lifespan. I ask Allah's forgiveness. You as well ask him for his ghafur. Four and the Rahman.
الحمد لله الواحد الأحد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد وبعد Dear Muslims this religion is not just about our personal rituals and ibadat and even though it is the holiest of holy months and even though we are all engrossed and engaged in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we should still be aware of what is happening around the world and so many things are happening that especially in this month become so much more painful and I'll mention only two of them that are happening as we speak the first is of course the rising tensions in India I've already spoken about this before but the drums of war have begun to beat and the calls for genocide are becoming more and more blatant and higher and higher officials of the government are not just tacitly approving but actually endorsing an all-out genocide in this holy month when the Muslims have gathered in their masajid across so many districts and cities of that country people are gathering outside the masajid and chanting slogans in their faith that are meant to be derogatory to our faith in multiple situations houses have been attacked masjids have been desecrated people have been hurt maybe even killed and in every single instance the government has either done nothing or the police have actually incited and cited genocide so brothers and sisters as we are engrossed in our worship the least we can do in this holy of holy months is to be painfully aware of what is happening over there we are literally one step away from a catastrophe and disaster. May Allah protect them and all of us. We are sitting here in this faraway land. Do not underestimate the potential. Just a few days ago, our own State Department issued what they said was a rising concern. It was soft language, but it was far better than anything else. A rising concern of human rights violation. Our Secretary of State issued a warning to India. That is actually going to do much more than many other political things. The PR that they might potentially face, the negative PR might actually keep them in check. They don't have the fear of God to be put into them. However, the fear of politics and the fear of a reprimand at the UN might actually do something. So I am not a political you know, uh, candidate as always. I'm not a politician. Don't come to me for political advice. But I will say to you, a part of our Sharia is that we do whatever we can along with the spiritual. We cannot just ignore and sit back. We do have the potential potential to influence in whatever manner so go to the experts of how we influence I am simply saying we must be aware we must be making dua at our iftar times raise your hands the least you can do and to make dua for all Muslims around the world and especially in that land and that is the first of the two tragedies I wanted to mention the second of them is also painful because like clockwork every single Ramadan Masjid Al-Aqsa is attacked every single Ramadan the occupying forces invade the sanctity of Aqsa I do not know if you're aware today morning at Salat al-Fajr today morning at Fajr the actual masjid itself was attacked by the forces and troops and people were arrested inside the masjid they were lined up and they were put on the floor there's video footage you can see they were made to lie down on the very places they were doing sajda of fajr and they were arrested en masse for whatever reason it might be this is the reality of occupation it is painful every ramadan we see the same reality 75 years have gone by allah is the one we complain 
complain to Allah Azza wa Jal, our Lord, our Mawla. We ask Him to see the reality of the situation and to do as He fe feels is the justice to do. But the point, the least we can do, brothers and sisters, in this sacred and holy month is don't be simply absorbed in your own personal bubble. That's not the reality of the Ummah. Yes, we are increasing our worship and ibadat, but a part of that worship is to be aware that we are one out of many billions. We are one of a large Ummah. Our Prophet ﷺ said, the Ummah is like one body. If even one finger is in pain, the whole body will feel that pain until that pain goes away. This is the reality of the Ummah. So the least is that we should not just be aware, we should feel a sense of pain, a sense of dread. And that sense, by the way, should make us even more righteous and pious. We should thank Allah that Allah has given us the opportunity. We are not facing civil war in this land. We are not worried about an occupying force coming into our masjid and arresting us. So if Allah has given us these perks and these privileges, then with that privilege also comes extra responsibilities, extra acts of worship. So being aware of the situation around the globe should actually increase our own ibadah and our own taqwa of Allah and our own appreciation for for what we have. But again, the least we can do is of course to raise our hands and to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why I'm appealing to you. And of course, the final point is that uh, it is the last 10 days about to come upon us. And of course, I have to remind myself and all of you that these are the days. There are no better days. This is the end stretch. We see the end line. We see the finish line. And we're supposed to sprint in that finish line. We're supposed to give our utmost. There is no time frame in the entire year that our Prophet would pray the entire night except these last 10. Never would our Prophet spend the whole night awake except these 10. In these 10 nights, he would wake up his family, he would wake up the extended household, even the women and children, he would wake them up and make them pray the whole night in ibadah. These days we have to go to work, maybe we cannot do that. If you cannot spend the whole night, do whatever you can. Do not exert any more effort in any other time than the upcoming 10 here because there is one night in these 10 that is more precious than an entirety of our lifetimes. Think about that. Seven, eight hours. If you do the math, every minute is like two months, three months of worship. Seven, eight hours is more precious and more barakah and more angels come. Jibreel himself comes down. Jibreel himself comes down to this earth and he is witnessing the people praying. So, dear brothers and sisters, be prepared for the final sprint. We're about to face the last 10 nights. Give it your utmost, your 110% in your ibadah, in your tahajjud, in your Quran, in your sadaqah. And remember, this is the one night our Prophet ﷺ said, if you don't get this night, whoever denies himself the blessings of this night, the Prophet ﷺ said, has deprived himself from all good. He's deprived himself from all good. There is no time for that is more blessed than this time frame. No time frame. Nothing even comes close. So when Allah has given you a fortune for free, because it's more than a lifetime, we say 80 years, in reality, nobody amongst us worships for 80 years. Even if we live for 80 years, we will be worshiping maximum four or five years out of that. Do the math and calculate. In this one night, alfu shahr, a thousand months, one night of worship will give us multiple lifetimes of khair and ibadah. How stingy can a person be that when Allah has gifted him priceless, not even billions, and he's sleeping that night. 
That means this person does not at all appreciate the gift that Allah has given. So dear brothers and sisters, give what you can in the terms of time and ibadah, in terms of actions of worship, and realize this is one of the easiest ways to have our sins forgiven. Whoever fasts Ramadan will have his sins forgiven. Whoever prays the nights of Ramadan will have his sins forgiven. And whoever prays on Laylatul Qadr will have all of his sins forgiven. It's a new beginning. It's a change of the tide. This Ramadan, inshallah, will be my best Ramadan and your best Ramadan. And these 10 nights will be the best 10 nights we've ever had. And we'll make the same niyyah every single year until we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma inni da'in fa'aminu. Allahumma la tada'na fi hadhi yawmi dhamban illa ghafarta wala hamman illa farrajta wala daynan illa qadayta wala maridan illa shafayta wala asiran illa yassarta اللهم اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم من أرادنا أو أراد الإسلام والمسلمين بسوء فأشغله بنفسه واجعل تدميره في تدبيره يا قوي يا عزيز اللهم وفقنا لقيام رمضان اللهم وفقنا لصيام رمضان اللهم وفقنا لقيام ليلة القدر اللهم وفقنا لقيام ليلة القدر اللهم اجعلنا فيه من الفائزين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين عباد الله إن الله تعالى أمركم بأمر بدأ به بنفسه وثنى بملائكة قدسه وثلث بكم أيها المؤمنون من جنه وإنسه فقال عز من قائل عليما إن الله وملائكة يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وأنعم على عبدك رسولك محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين عباد الله إن الله تعالى يأمر بالعدل والإحسان ويتأيد القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه يزد لكم ولذكر الله تعالى أكبر وأقم الصلاة If the brothers can fill in all the gaps so that people outside can come in, inshallah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu anna Muhammad al-Rasulullah, Hayya ala salah حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله استو straighten your rows leave no gaps in the line الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم 
مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصم ومن كان مريضا أو على سفر فعدة من أيام أخر يريد الله بكم اليسر ولا يريد بكم العسر ولتكملوا العدة ولتكبروا الله على ما هداكم ولتكبروا الله على ما هداكم ولعلكم تشكرون وإذا سألك عبادي عني فإني قريب أجيب دعوة الداعي إذا دعان فليستجيبوا لي وليؤمنوا بي لعلهم يرشدون الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين إنا أنزلناه في ليلة القدر وما أدراك ما ليلة القدر ليلة القدر خير من ألف شهر 
تنزل الملائكة والروح فيها بإذن ربهم بإذن ربهم من كل أمر سلام هي حتى مطلع الفجر الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله استغفر الله استغفر الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله just a quick announcement uh, uh, brothers and sisters as you're, as you're aware alhamdulillah uh, epic community, epic masjid is really one of the most dynamic uh, masajid in North America. We thank Allah for that. Uh, but as you're aware, we do need our finances and this is the month uh, to help us out. So we're doing a program, maybe you have seen it, 313. So we're asking you to donate regularly. Be of the 313, like the Battle of Badr, like our uh, core base, inshallah. So if you're able to sign on, there are going to be people uh, outside. Please sign up to give around $100, $50, $10, whatever it is. But we want something that is regular. And today is Friday. This is the month of Ramadan. There is no more blessed time to be a regular member uh, of a community like Epic. So please, brothers and sisters, there are people around here that are going to be handing out uh, the forms. Give what you can, inshallah ta'ala. Any amount, we're looking for 100. But if you can give whatever amount, inshallah ta'ala. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى 
للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصم ومن كان مريضا أو على سفر فعدة من أيام أخر يريد الله بكم اليسر ولا يريد بكم العسر ولتكملوا العدة ولتكبروا الله على ما هداكم ولعلكم تشكرون 